0: Sim, hi. Welcome to She's No Guru.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, Thank you for coming. Genuinely really excited for this. So, everyone, you might be thinking, who is this lovely lady? I met Sim a few years ago. We first met when we worked for the same company together. We basically both worked for a fitness, health, lifestyle, nutrition company based in Manchester which was actually my first introduction to Manchester. Um, and obviously now I'm living here, which is great. But Sim was one of the first people I met within that team. She very much sort of took me in, made me feel really comfortable. You know when you just meet those people and from the get-go, they just have the most incredible energy and you're just like, that is an energy I want to be around like all the time. We were curly friends. Yeah, this is that. this is that girl. So sim is she does a lot in the health and fitness industry she's a mother of two two beautiful wild <laughs> beautiful babies so she's we're going to talk about motherhood at some point um you're going to teach me the ways because i'm obviously childless um and you also do a lot of energy healing don't you 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 do reiki not enough at the moment, getting back to it, but yeah. Okay. So you're very holistic, holistic energy goddess,
1: I would say. I'll take that.
0: That's a good introduction. It's my new
1: tagline.
0: That's a good introduction. I'll leave like. her my
1: Instagram name will change to <laughs> holistic energy goddess. She'll be like, she stole that one from me.
0: <laughs> I've got the proof. You heard it here first. So tell us about yourself then. So tell us... What it is you're doing in terms of, okay, let's start with the health and fitness industry because that's obviously how we met yeah. and now you've got your own thing going on. You've got your own company that you run with your amazing partner, Connor. Tell us about that.
1: Um, so my background used to be restaurant, like hospitality sales and business development. I used okay. to do fitness on the side. So fitness has always been my sideline okay. um, and now I've decided to flip it. I make it, that's my main thing.
0: Um, So it was just a hobby at first? At first
1: it was a hobby, it was a sideline. Because I used to go to classes early in the morning before my corporate job. And some people I'd think, I'm going to get out of bed in the morning for her because she's got so much energy and she's fun. And other people I'd be like, "Mm, I've got to stay in bed for this one. Mm. And I thought, "Mm, I think I've got a bit of personality and I'm into my fitness now. Mm. So I did it. And then I just did it as a sideline, I think, because... One of the things that you'll probably know is if you've got a big job that's, um, you've got that regular income, you know, it's coming in, Mm. you're scared to take the leap of faith into something that's, like, new, will it support me, Mm. you know, I'm self-employed, but now the universe has made it so it is that way, and that is now what I do the majority of the time, so um, I teach classes Mm -hmm. um, at Hale Country Club, I've been there this morning.
0: By the way, that looks amazing, it, it looks like a proper luxury little gym. It I'm like,
1: literally is. I've done four classes this morning.
0: Four. I don't do that on a regular. I was covering four someone classes.
1: Four classes. I was there from. Oh six. my gosh.
0: You're joking me. I've done a 20 minute walk and I was like, <laughs> I'm done for the day. Smashed it. I've earned my cocktails this weekend. 20 minute walk. You've done four. Like what sort of classes? Spin. Yeah. And you still have energy. Well, I don't know give me till two o'clock that's incredible i might be under my desk somewhere oh my gosh you know what i've got no excuses and you've got two kids and, pe- and you've got a job as well the events job. yeah so people always
1: lot. say to me oh well i don't know how you do it or where do you get your time from well I'd, i think i'm pretty time poor i've not got any additional time and i think that's part of the business so being spied coaching is fitness lifestyle well-being nutrition Um, And it is about helping people see the potential in themselves that they don't know they have or trying to help them find that little gap where they can take time for themselves. Mm. I primarily work with women. Um, Connor works with both men and women. But um, I I mean, I don't really know how to converse with a man on that. Mm. level to talk about their nutrition and fitness goals oh, would no, I wouldn't know where to start whereas I feel like I do relate I'd just like to
0: throw like a piece of steak at them like <laughs> eat that and lift some and heavy do some heavy <laughs> stuff you look great you know I just wouldn't really know you connect with women more on yeah. that level
1: um and not just mothers but that is something that I think uh I get because like trying to not lose your identity and what it is Mm. that you're doing Um, yeah so we help people so i've got my classes which are in person um all like a rave on the bike um then a pt as well separately out of a separate studio which i'm just trying to build now now that the baby is in nursery and the big one is at school and then we've got quite a lot of online clients as well which are all over the world really which I sent a message to all my clients the other day saying just to say we're a small business and I'm so grateful for you supporting us and in turn my children without Mm. sounding like you're feeding my children but they
0: are yeah but you
1: are um so yeah and we're growing it um but it's scary in the beginning Mm. And I think the big thing is that fear of rejection of whatever you're doing in your life, I suppose. But putting yourself out there in that vulnerability of going, well, I might put on my own class and no one shows up. But that's fine, it's about consistency and the reasons behind why you're doing it. And in the end it grows, but it's hard in the beginning.
0: Oh my God, I get that because I'm getting, I'm like like this, because I'm like, I'm doing all of this and like. Obviously, by the time this airs, it would have built. But while we're filming this now, the first episode hasn't even aired. And I'm like, (laughs) imagine if I get, like, three viewers. They're all me. (laughs) And me checking up you. And my mom and my nan. (laughs) You're just going to go for it, though. I'm just thinking, you're just going to go for it. And I suppose it's it's the same with... Because you used to work for companies, and then you and Connor obviously decided to go off and start Mm -hmm. your own. Mm -hmm. It was just that leap of, like...
1: And sometimes things happen, I've found within my life, in jobs that I've had, relationships, friendships, whatever, and it forces your hand. So it ends up, you think at the time that that's a negative situation or something bad's happened, but you trust the process, see the bigger picture, you know, a year, a week, six months down the line, you might look back and think, that, I get it now. And I know why that happened, because it's making space for what's truly meant to be in your life. Mm. And when that penny drops, you're like, ah, oh, thank you, universe. Like, I'm so glad that that happened. And everything that happens to you um, happens for you, not necessarily to mm. you. And it's for the greater God. That and, is one
0: thing I say about you, like, because you're... Obviously, you know, we all watch people's social medias from afar, and I'm always there just checking in on people. You're just one of those people that you always gratitude you've really ingrained that into your life. You've ingrained that habit. Mm. Like, even with the bad stuff, you're always like, right, Kevin, okay, what's the positive from this? How, like, what would you, how would you, how do people do that? Some people genuinely find it hard. I'm better now, but even me, I used to find gratitude so hard because I always used to be looking at what I didn't have. Mm. I think, like, this week,
1: both of our cars, obviously me and my partner, we've got cars. They both needed the brakes doing. It cost a lot of money in two mm. days that we didn't really have. You don't have a spare 1,500 quid, do you? Just in case. And it was a bit like, oh. And the garage rang me to say, oh, your front and back um, pads and discs need you. And I was like, mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, the children are safe. We're safe. Yeah. We've got cars. We've got a roof over our heads. And I know it's s- silly, but it just going back to those basics of thinking, we'll be. it will be all right. It's not forever. And also that's life and a lot of people Mm. are finding it hard at the moment financially a Mm. lot of people are struggling yeah um but there's loads of things in life that are for free and it's sunny right now and it's true getting outside and having a picnic and all those things just perspective shift i guess isn't it a hundred percent and i think what you who you surround yourself with what you surround yourself with what you listen to Mm. i think has a big impact like i tell everybody not to watch the news
0: um i never i have no idea what's going on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who's the prime minister who's the president oh my gosh i actually don't know no, i don't watch it i don't i think it's load i think it's fake i think it's load of crap and i think the whole purpose of it is to brainwash people to stay in inside and living in fear it's 100%. so fear-based mm-hmm. why would you watch that well i think that and people like
1: if my clients are like so get up in the morning and have a coffee and put the news on. i'm like no no you don't that's the first thing we're going to change you're going to mm-hmm. get up in the morning yes make a coffee but how do you want to start your day listening to all this negativity which is going Mm. on anyway if we could impact it then maybe Mm. um but i don't want to start my day and when people say have you heard this and it's something bad i'm like don't
0: yeah i don't even want that in my reality i'm just like
1: no i'm the exact same i don't want
0: to hear it like and i I feel so affected and very sensitive to things as well so i get dead emotional even though it's not my life empath yeah so yeah people always say to me that oh that's ignorant and i'm like okay it's good to know certain things that are going like i probably would want a heads up if we're going back into a global <laughs> freaking pandemic give me a heads up but i just i'll find out through other people i don't want to sit there and watch the tv and watch it I don't, why would i want that to become part of my subconscious yes. and also like ignorant yeah it's ignorant but sometimes ignorance is bliss yeah and i think
1: you see enough on social media now mm. we see enough on social media We'll find out. And if I'm in lockdown and my front door doesn't open for a reason, and or get in trouble because I've gone to Tesco without
0: a mask on, then and tins of beans have all gone and people are fighting over. Then I'll then I'll know. But until then, yeah, let's just live in a happy bubble. Yeah. I like the fact that you don't do that as well because people don't realise the stuff that you watch and read and listen to. That's part of your diet as well. It's not just food. Like you're literally feeding off that stuff. Yeah. So what else give us some more like if you what are your non absolute no-goes don't do like can't do that in Absol- terms of day-to-day
1: non-negotiables things that are an absolute no gosh um one of the things that i'm working really hard on which is a let's say it's a work in progress is trying to be less reactive oh my gosh you're talking to me trying to be less reactive and less making situations about me. or She's not texting me back. Have I, have I pissed her off? Oh, my God, what have I done? Uh, do you need to over-text and say, have I upset you? But, like, what somebody else thinks of you is none of your business. That's their business. You get on with your, your day. Mm. But I think that comes back to being comfortable and confident and happy within yourself, not seeking that external validation, which, to a degree, I think we all do. Yeah. Like that. Otherwise, I'd go out of the house like in my pajamas all the time. Oh,
0: I do that anyway. I always go to te- I always go to test. <laughs> no, slippers, slippers now. I was like, I didn't want to say Are these slippers or these shoes or. Uh... 100 percent slippers. Comfort first, always. <laughs> I'd go out in these. I'm, like, I'm I'm just like, as long as I'm comfortable, I actually don't care. Um, I like the non-reactive thing. That's something I've had to a lot, a lot of work on. I think we everybody. You have to do that. Somebody cuts you
1: up when you drive in and you want to beep and swear, and like, but why? Then they've taken some of your energy. I, Mm -hmm. with two kids that don't sleep through the night teaching classes and working, don't have spare energy to waste on some guy that's cut me up. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't. I need to save as much energy as I can. I'm not perfect, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I start my day in the morning with this conscious pairing turn, and by the end of the day, I'm like, get to. Get to bed. How do you you
0: start your day? I want to know. I'm intrigued. I feel like you just wake up like this and, like, you just, like, levitate to the fridge and get your milk out and, like... And then, like...
1: No. At the moment, I wake up with either one or both children in my bed, or it is the baby is in our bed, which is... She doesn't start off there, but she ends up there. And I'm still feeding her, so... Yeah. And normally the second that I wake up, she goes... And I'm like morning, but then yeah, I get ready pretty sharpish. Coffee, water, coffee, okay. ginger shot. Do you oh. do ginger shots?
0: I've tried. I've tried my hardest to get into them. They're disgusting, Sam. How are you having them? Love them. Do you like the taste? Like
1: it. Love it. Love the
0: burn. I feel like right. it's doing something good. <laughs> really? Um, Maybe I should
1: force myself but water first really you're meant to hydrate before you caffeinate aren't you i do i do water
0: and then i'm straight for the cappuccino i just love watching my nespresso machine uh, in the morning i'm like oh they've got free coffee here in the building as well so i'm always like and it's called really? the syrups stop it yeah like your own Starbucks here yeah and i'm like come on and i didn't even really drink coffee really that much before i moved here but now i'm on it every I'd day i'd be on the ceiling all day i'm like to getting my, around. Rent, getting
1: my rent to her. thank you <laughs>
0: And um, yeah, so that is
1: how I start my day normally Ginger,
0: I can't believe that you ginger shot,
1: water, it. coffee And then I'm pretty sharpish in the car To the gym To teach classes Ginger shot every day, do you have them like lined up in little pots? I buy like a bottle of it And then just Sh- Free pour,
0: who knows yeah. okay. um, I need to get into this I think Because a lot of people say it's really good for your immune system It really is And then in the
1: car I'm either I've started listening to The Secret I've read it I've watched, there's a film of it. Have you seen the film? Yes. The documentary?
0: Mm, I feel like... No, it's a film, an, an acted one. It's an yeah. acted he, film. Is it like, like she lives in a cabin or something yeah. and he comes to... Right. I haven't watched right. it, You've is it worth it? got to watch it. it. Even Connor was like, this film is so good. Okay, I need to watch it. Um, I felt like I watched the trailer and it gave me a bit... It gave, it gave me the ick a little... The cringe, someone about it cringed me out. <laughs> the typical, I like, get, no, cabin in the woods. And, and someone comes
1: to rescue you in the Olive live happily ever after. That is how I live my life in my head. I'm so Disney, and not. I can't watch things that are like that even get my heart rate up a bit. Mm. Connor was watching something the other day
0: called Trapped or whatever. I was like, Oh no, I'm going to bed. Yeah, it's not for me. That's a good way to be though, because why would you want to? Why would you want to watch that? I don't mind the odd bit of. I don't really watch horror movies. Maybe the psychological, the odd thing I will watch because I find that interesting. But I like watching light-hearted rom-coms, comedy. Yeah. Something
1: that makes me laugh because I think life is can be difficult and hectic enough as it is. Give me, give me some sunshine on my screen. I so mean, you've rubber. been
0: watching *The this, this Secret*. I'm listening to it now. You're big into manifestation and stuff, or like, you know, the universal What you think you laws. attract? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. When did that start? Like, what, tell us about that journey. How did that come about? Hmm. I'd say that
1: came about. When I started my Reiki, I want to say, which was a long, long, long time ago, I was, before I was pregnant with Harrison, he's five now, so, yeah, and I was going through a difficult time in my life, where I thought that, you know, on paper, you've got a nice house, you've got this, you've got that, but you just feel, like, empty inside, and Lacking. you feel like something's really missing, um, I didn't have the best relationship with drinking, or, yeah, But I think that that can come with when you are unhappy within your life and within Mm. yourself it's like you're trying to escape your own reality I think with anything it's the place that it comes from Connor says this so whether it's um drinking or whatever it is it's the place that it comes from so if you're having a drink you think sun shining gonna go meet the girls Mm. can't wait for a cocktail brilliant That's great, it's coming from a good space. But if you're getting home at night and thinking, shit, they at work, can't wait to neck a bottle of wine, Mm. it's the place that it comes from. So then I started going for energy healing. Um what because of the drinking? Just because I was not in a good place. Yeah. And I've got a friend that's a naturopath. So I was going to see her regularly. Um, she's like my second mum, Sonia, she's ace. And she said, you need some energy healing, but we're too close for me to do it on you. So I'm going to send you to Jackie. And she lived near where I lived at the time. Um, And I used to go to her for energy healing. And then I did my Reiki one. And then that was like my journey. That's where it started. And it gave me that magical feeling and like natural highs. And that started the process of, in my brain thinking, hmm, I can do things that make me feel good now, but also my future self will be like, well done, Sim we didn't do anything wild like mm. it's something that's benefiting you moving forward um so I became a little bit addicted to that and then started getting crystals and crystal books and... and then you did your own
0: didn't you yeah that's fun that's what happened to me so I used to go for Reiki and I loved it so much and actually I would say kick-started the start of my spiritual awakening journey it was the Reiki in the end, and then I was like, I love this, and then I had my own attunement. Yeah. And now I I, I'm, I don't, like, do it on anyone else, but, but I'm qualified to do, like, some, I just do my own self-Reiki. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing how just, like, checking in, like, body scan, doing a bit of self-Reiki, it literally, like, can set the tone for your whole day, can't it? Yeah. Um, that was the start of, yeah, my, my little
1: journey, and it just felt lovely, and warm and butterflies, and, yeah, I thought there's got to be more to life than than this. That started it, I've continued it. I'm not saying that I woke up and I was perfect and never drank again and I float round on little clouds.
0: Hmm. Let's talk about the drinking thing. I really want to talk, chat about this. <laughs> because I know you've had an on-off relationship with alcohol and mm. I I love talking about alcohol because I've done the same as you have had. Should we ever drink? No, <laughs> shots. <laughs> Don't, because when you turned off I was like do you want, water? Do you want to go water? She's going, do you want water? Do you want a
1: soft drink? Or do you want an, an alcoholic drink? Or a an, or an non-alcoholic drink? Or an, or an alcoholic drink? Or an, like, alcoholic. or an alcoholic drink? I was like, this is this is water, I think. We'll see about a Bertanoa. I haven't
0: spiked, I promise. <laughs> but I was like, yep, no problem. Just like, push the bottle of wine to the side. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but like, we, I'm really excited for this chat, actually, because we've got quite a similar outlook we've had sober stints for a good few months we've had we've gone back we've been sober curious we we're open about it we so let's talk about that what where are you at now what are you currently doing
1: I am currently right now at the moment not um drinking but Connor came from home home from work the other day and he opened the fridge and there was like an empty bottle of Prosecco but it was non-alcoholic but he came in and he looked at the table and he I had this glass, and he looked at me, and he went, "Sim, like, you know, as if, the, I thought you were drinking right now, and it's non-alcoholic, Anyway, No seco. You went, but you've nearly drank the whole bottle. I was like, but it's grape juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what? Uh, it's actually not bad. Is it the no seco one? No, so one of my friends and clients... Ooh. You ready? Um, Harvey Nichols' um, non-alcoholic sparkling Chardonnay. It is... Lovely.
0: And does it like you're just a trick, you feel like you're having a second. It was lovely because
1: I think with me drinking non-drinking, part of the thing was if you get that urge when you do, need a glass of wine, not I'd think or if I was out for dinner and everyone was ordering drinks, I'd go, Yeah, I'll probably get one in the next round. I'm just gonna have this diet coke and see how I feel. By the time it got to the next round, wasn't bothered, passed it, thought, Um oh, quite happy with this diet coke and it had gone. So I think, yeah, that like that's helped me. Getting, I can get past that point. Um, so how come,
0: like, so how come you wanted to give it up or like sack it in? Oh, well, how, how how come you got to, where? Talk us through the journey of how you got to that point. I
1: think that I am a, I'm an all or nothing kind of girl. I'm either doing it or I am not doing it. And I think, of always from being young, ever when, it, when I started drinking, I always took it too far, too soon, didn't I? But I was always the friend that used to slope off, be on a night out, where's Sim gone? Oh, she's got to, Like, I'd just get to the point where I'd had enough. And um, maybe everybody gets that point where they don't know where to stop. But um, I think it was... Yeah, maybe it was the first lockdown, and my auntie passed away Suddenly. And I think the whole family, it's like, oh, glass of wine, sit down. You know everybody's Mm. like. And I thought, oh. And I think, this is something I've never spoke about before. So um, it was a daytime, and my mum had come to pick me up to go to the cemetery to see my auntie, and I was pissed. Mm. I was drunk. And my brother was there, and he doesn't drink at all. There's 13 years difference between us. Um. And obviously he was disappointed. Everybody was worried. My mum was like, the state of you going to visit all my dead dead relatives. They're probably like, oh my God, I can't believe she's turned up here drunk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I always like to think they're probably down there just laughing and smiling. (laughs) Going like, oh God,
1: that was it. That was it. Enough was enough. I felt horrendous. And I think when something bad happens, like you've lost a family member, it's sad enough as it is without throwing in an almighty... Hang, hangover <laughs> with um, anxiety on top your family being like oh it's a bit sh-. <laughs> you did that um, so yeah I think that was that was it wake up call wake up call that I needed and thought I need to be there to support my family and my cousin she's 18 she's lost her mum mm. and I'm a drunk that was a wake up call I think and I thought I've got a beautiful baby boy here what am I doing mm. I need to be okay I need to be aware I need to be the best that I can be because life as I'd just been shown can be really short. So mm. spend your time wisely. And at that point I was not saying I was never going to drink again. I'm not saying that now. It was just that until I am in an okay place, it's probably not a good
0: idea to throw a drink into them. <laughs> yeah, it's so true what you're saying as well. Cause you're like, especially if you are, so for me, I've got a nice balance with it now. And all the times I do drink, it comes from a place of meet up with friends, sunshine in. but I, I'm actually the the opposite. So if I have a bad thing going on in my life, I'm 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 eager to stay sober. Yeah. But I, it is funny how we think in the dark times and the sad times that alcohol is gonna help in some way. When actually, if you look at it scientifically, logically, statistically, spiritually, it's it does the complete opposite. It's not it's helpful definitely. at all. So like, why do we do? Why do we do?
1: No, but I I think and. Within myself, sometimes, and my clients, and the people that I speak to, when we are going through a bad time, we don't necessarily think, maybe sometimes we do, but right, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go for a walk, I'm gonna. A lot of the time, we might reach for all the things that make us feel even worse. The food that isn't necessarily nourishing for our bodies. Alcohol, self
0: destruct, fuck it button, like, mm. oh. That is a bu- button I am frequently familiar yeah
1: <laughs> self-destruct we well, going gotta go wild so what it's like tragic anyway when really she'll be like right what makes you feel good I'm going to do more of that but it's not always that it's not always that straightforward mm. um but yeah for me that was it so then I did I think I did every year did I um oh, wow. and that's when things for me were better than ever Best time of my life. Really? Really. I was focusing on my Reiki and I was then regularly practicing on other people and seeing the change that made that in, made in them. And also things were coming through a bit, a bit of mediumship. And I'd be like, oh, this is going on for you. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> I didn't even know I could do these things. Um, and then I became addicted to that feeling. And then because I put it out there that I wasn't drinking, that was my accountability. And sometimes people say, why are you putting everything on social media? But that is my accountability.
0: Mm.
1: I'm I'm a community community as well. Community, my support network. People are are ace. And also a bit of my therapy, put it out there. I could put a bit of advice on something and people will be like, oh, when I had my child, this is what I did. I'm like, never thought of that. Mm. But then I felt like I had these people that were like, go on, Sim. And I thought, I can't mess it up now because all these people like, or somebody else might have, started their journey based on
0: what I was doing mm. and then I didn't want to let people down. So I was doing my sober journey yeah. and I think when you were doing yours yeah. or when you were just coming at, towards the end mm-hmm. of it and I used to find it so inspiring but I love what you said about the mediumship because I feel like your spiritual powers, we all have different spiritual gifts and abilities. It is factual. It's, a lot of the time people will say to me, oh, well, I don't have any. I'm like, you do, but what blockages have you got, you got to, to stop it. you from actually... Seeing what abilities that you have, because I didn't realize that I was clairaudient, I was clairvoyant. I I didn't realize I had te- tell I could do telepathy. I didn't realize I was highly empathic. I was an amazing, and I didn't realize that because I literally had spent the whole of my life from the age of thirteen drowning out, and it 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 dulls your abilities literally. and your senses and your spiritual gifting. It's poison. Lowers your vibrational frequency. So. The more I think you, they strengthen in a way when you go sober, don't they? Hundred percent. Yeah, of course they do because you
1: can see clearly for me for the probably the first time, and like seeing things in three D, five D, whatever sounds ridiculous, but actually seeing things and just being present, so nice. Um, so yeah, that like that was my little journey that I went on. Um, obviously, Connor and I got together. All that stuff. Um, And then, after I had my second baby, um, obviously there was an abundance of champagne and people buying us things, and that was great. And then I found myself again. I'd spend a lot of time on my own with the baby. And then it'd get to the evening, and then we'd open a bottle of red together, Mm. you know, having dinner. And then one bottle of red crept up, and Mm. it started getting a bit... So then at the start of the year, January, I did four months maybe over four months of being like okay enough's enough we should probably knock this on the head
0: mm. and then that's so understandable though because you did have nine months of carrying a baby totally sober <laughs> then you have to go through the trauma of pushing out your vajayja yeah I'm sorry I just can't obviously I don't know what that feeling's like but I'm guessing it's not cute <laughs> so, like I don't blame you for literally at the end of it going oh I think I might have a glass of wine. <laughs> be like I'd get you the biggest like the glass would be this big I'm like huh, you swim in it if you need to like that's traumatic I mean it's cute and it's spiritual it's beautiful child it was hard but it's, it's not that it was it was cute.
1: hard and these I think that that was it there was so many things that had happened giving birth all that stuff that I hadn't really dealt with and then I had two kids and then I was like oh I wasn't doing anything I was in the house a lot and there was just a lot of and I've struggled with both my children with like postnatal anxiety, um, like postnatal health anxiety about them, about something like what is that? Talk to me about that. About about something terrible happening to them, something bad happening to them, like neurotic. Somebody said to me before actually, oh, with your second kid, are you more children? Like some people might be, but I wasn't. I wasn't mm-hmm. and I'm not that I remember one like <laughs> oh my gosh. Right, she was tiny and she was in her like little baby rocker. In we were sat in dinner, Harrison was with us, Connor and I sat there. And um she was crying. Um so I was like, okay, I'll get you out. And Harrison had been messing with the salt and he wiped her eye. With his salty little hands. With his I don't actually think he had had any salt on his hand, but with his salty little hands. <laughs> so then the world went upside down. I can't even tell you what happened. But then she started crying even more. Yeah, maybe because she had a bit of salt in her eyes, or whatever. So then she's really crying, her face is going red, and she wouldn't open her eyes, but I think just because... And then Connor goes, salt can burn, you know. So then I'm going, she's going to go blind, we're ringing 111. I was a wreck. I think, was it that night or another night? I passed out. You passed out? Through the sheer panic, they called an ambulance, like, got myself in such a state.
0: Oh, my gosh. And apparently
1: that was some kind of, like, anxiety attack. See, this
0: is what puts me off motherhood. I'm like, <laughs> it does. Because I'm, like, cause I'm like very empathic yes. as it is. Mm. I feel things so deeply for people to the point where it's, like, I have to really do a lot of work to protect myself from getting too involved. Yeah. So I'm, like, I know that, the, that ability to be able to cut off... And emotionally detached with kids is not going to be as easy. And because your, your own kids? track, your own children, that you feel like.
1: So yeah, like I found that hard, and I think with the lack of sleep, with your hormones are all over the show. It is really, it's really hard. And <laughs> but that, like now, I can look back and laugh. Mm. But at the time,
0: it was <laughs> super scary. I don't think I want kids. I, no, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like for me. I don't know whether it's worth it, like, (laughs) I don't know whether it is, (laughs) do you know what I mean, because I'm like, I don't want to pass out. No, but listen,
1: pre-Harrison, I didn't, when I said I was pregnant, people were like, you're pregnant, what, like, I was never like the mother earth, love children, who come here at all at all really so it was just, just as much of a shock to me as it was to everybody else that I was like oh yeah I wasn't this if you would have asked me at that
0: point I would have been like mm, not bothered well, I think ever, I'm just but... going through a second a slightly not party girl era but new city go out Good for and you and the kids the thought of kids for me but it's when I hear mums like you saying you know they do random things like put their fingers in plug sockets or like pull things and like it's, you have to literally watch them all the time. Oh, my anxiety, I don't know if I, my anxiety could do, I feel like I would really, I'd, I'd be like you, I would really worry for their. Yeah, that's,
1: that's me. And then I think they get to, everybody says that I've got older children, wait till they get to teenagers and I'm like, oh, is this it forever? I'm just going to be a nervous wreck all my life. So, okay, <laughs> question, is it worth it? Oh my gosh, I wouldn't change it for the absolute world, of course it's worth it, it's worth it, the thing is, one, when you meet someone and get in that bubble, yeah, you want to make beautiful babies, you're beautiful, you make beautiful babies, and to carry on all the magical gifts that you've got into a little, a
0: little version of you. Okay, that's cute, right, you've convinced me. (laughs) All the inner work and the reprogramming I've had to do and the therapy I've had to have and the... you know, getting rid of limiting beliefs and unconditioning and all of that, for me, I know that if I have a kid, I'd be so sceptical about what I'm teaching them, what's going into their subconscious. I'd be like, is that the right thing to say? Is that the right thing to do? Because I wouldn't want to programme them in a way that's not beneficial for them or for their future. And it's the pressure of that's No, listen, you just end up being in
1: it um, because you get so in it that you don't have the time to have those thoughts. I don't think... I Always feel guilty all the time. You always think you could have done something better. Eventually, no matter how calm or spiritual you are, you'll lose your head occasionally and be like, raw. And then I'm like, oh, mummy, 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 mummy. I'm like, the other day, I said, my name is Steve. And Harrison was like, oh, no, mummy, why is your name Steve? I was like, because I just can't hear mummy for one, like one more time. Going on, please, please, Lord. Um, so yeah, it. it it's not easy, but it's 100% worth it, is the answer to your question. Okay.
0: Right, guys, I'm not just saying this. You know, like, when you, you look at that like, and I know it's probably not all like this all the time, but you know when you see that annoyingly perfect, very cute family on Instagram, and you're like, that is how I would want mine to be? This is that family. You and Connor have an amazing relationship. You're very... You balance each other out very well. Do we? <laughs> Do you know, i joking. What? What we're, we're getting the exclusive now. <laughs> Tell me what. You, like, I feel like you and of have a very spiritual love, if that makes sense. You, you it, Very mature, spiritual love. Talk to us about each other sometimes, but yeah. I think the thing
1: that I've really learned is, um, without sounding like, oh, I have, have never felt like this before. I never thought I'd be with someone forever. It's a big thing, right? Um, So forever? Do you feel like this is forever? I mean, I hope so. The thing that I've really learned being in this is that relationships are not easy. And I think that maybe previously or when I was younger or whatever it's quite easy to just go Oh, and I suppose if children aren't involved or whatever or it's got a bit hard so I just walked out whether it's a job whether it's a friendship whether it's a whatever um but things have have been tough and it's not always easy but I think if you can deep down come back to do you really love each other I know that relationships can end because you fall out of love with each other you're not attracted to each other Or if it's the end it's the end does that make sense Mm. um but I think we do really love each other, and we do try and make as much time for ourselves and each other as we can within having the children. But it's hard. Mm. Like a lot of the, the other night, we both go to get in bed, and then the baby wakes up, and then she won't go back in a cot.
0: Mm.
1: She shouldn't go back in a cot. So she's in bed with us. He's been at work all day. I've barely seen him. We've eaten din- dinner together. We've got in bed. We've not even really had a conversation. Now the baby's in the bed. I mean, yeah. talk about a um, a situation blocker. <laughs>
0: But that's like but, frustrating, and that's I bet that's repeatedly as well. All it happens the all the time. You can't even cuddle each other, and I'm like, poor. Oh,
1: I can see you there, and I want to get near, but I can't because this baby between us. But we created this baby, and mm. it's like, oh, your brain's like fried. you has
0: got to be so strong, and I suppose you literally have to like help each other just get through it. And of course, because you have
1: like points within the day. Like last night, I'm hormonal at the minute, and he was like, "What's wrong? Oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? Oh, is it the chat? Ta- is it that time? <laughs> you know, like you seem a bit like." What can I do for you? And he was in a really giddy mood after work and he was dancing and I was just like, I'm tired. He's, He's like, like, not tonight. Okay, babe, why don't you go to bed? <laughs> why don't you go to bed? Relationships are hard. They do take work. And I think they highlight the stuff that we still need to work on within ourselves. Oh, I love that. It's so true. That's
0: why I avoid them.
1: <laughs> that's, why I avoid them. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm single. I'm out here on my cloud. And I think that it does highlight that whether it's insecurities or things that you need to work on it brings things up that may have been buried or you may have thought that you were over or you didn't need to work on and then you're like oh so I've still got some therapy to do I've still got some stuff that I need Mm. to work on
0: um okay question I'm obviously single and I'm going through a dating do you know any hot guys is that what you're asking me no (laughs) No? <laughs> no, but now, now you say that, make sure I grab those numbers before you leave. But I'm I'm loving playing the field and I am, I wouldn't say I'm a commitment phobe, I'm over that, but there's definitely still a lot of work I need to be doing and it's got to be a very specific type of man with values I'm looking for, for me to want to commit. Mm-hmm. So, and also, just like, I see a lot of relationships. There's a lot of relationships that are just very drama-focused. There people are in it for the wrong reasons. There's a lot of attachment. There's a lot of, it's not like a healthy love. Um, whereas, I look at you and Connor. You and Connor have the type of love, from what I can see, that makes me want to be in love. That makes me want a relationship. Mm. I'm like, now that's, that's what's worth being in a relationship for. How, how do I get that? Oh, right. Well, <laughs> what? For a girl, that's okay. For a single girl, and for us, si- or not even girl, for us singletons that are going through a stage in life where we're dating, playing the field, trying to find that person, what advice would you give us? And what can we do to attract that person yeah. and to know they're that person? So for me, I met Connor,
1: I knew him anyway, by the way, but reconnected with him when I was at the best point within my life, when I wasn't necessarily looking for anything, I was happy. Obviously, it's not that I didn't want it, it was just that I wasn't like, oh my God, need to find a man, blah, blah, blah. You know, my head wasn't in that space, but I was thinking, right, I'm focusing on me, I'm waking up every morning, I'm doing everything that I can to not be a trauma-filled, things have happened within my life that I was over anything, that, to a degree. Anything that had happened, I felt that I was in a really good place to not be carrying my bloody baggage into something new. Um, like you said to me before, like if some, if Mr. Right, not Mr. Right now, walked through the door and was like, this is it, do you feel ready for that?
0: Oh, oh my gosh, I've never been asked that question. No? Mm. Mm. No. But if he did walk through the door, I would, I would be willing to make... Becoming ready for that priority. No, you'd know though, here's the thing.
1: If Mr Connor for me, I was already on my journey, but made me want to be the best me. He met me on my level, he liked to do the same things, his interests were the same, he ate well, he was calm and not always calm by the way. We're both very fiery. Very fiery.
0: So he seems calm and spiritual. Oh, I wouldn't want to be in that room no, with no, no. your arguments. No, you don't. I feel like you just like shoot energy at each other. <laughs> yeah, <up. I> mean, like <laughs> Yeah, Like when
1: pre-pregnancy, I suppose pre-India I was super calm, but then my hormones were like, and I was like, don't you speak to me like that? And it got a bit fiery. But when you meet the one or the person that's meant to be your thing, it makes you want to be the best you. Mm. So Connor and I, I was at work we were going to a work thing together because we reconnected over work. And he'd. we live in the same area. We do now live in the same house, but <laughs> we lived in the same area. And he said, we're all going out for a work dinner. Shall I give you a lift? And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, you can give me a lift. And I was at work. And one of the girls was a makeup artist. I was like, Oh, well, you do me makeup for tonight because we're all going out. I was sweating. I was like, I feel really, why do I feel so nervous? And she was like, I don't know. What's wrong with you? I was like, I don't know really weird feel really nervous I feel really nervous like I'm going on a date I couldn't like shift this feeling of feeling like this excitement like I'm going on a date I feel like he's just my friend it's not it's not even like that um and he came to pick me up and we like had a real laugh On, on that night out we went on a night out and I was convinced that he fancied somebody else what at the meal yeah and I was on my non drinking stint and I think the people around us and he'd had like one cocktail and I got this Oh my God, I need to you know, like I need to leave. I feel in like a bit of a scary situation and one of the other lads, Scott had offered he was leaving earlier do you want to lift him and I'd said no because obviously I'd come with Connor and I felt like I had to leave with him mm. um but there was just a moment where I was like I feel a bit in my whole non-drinking journey because a lot of it had been in lockdown I'd not been in that situation where I was on a night out where people were offering me alcohol so I just felt a little bit vulnerable and now in hindsight when I told him that Connor afterwards he was mortified like oh yeah to say it was a word we would have been in the car and gone I didn't fancy anybody else you being crazy but that night, we got a dessert on the way home because everybody was eating... So, wait, this was that same night? That
0: was that night. So he still did give you the lift home? He still did give was you this, lift home. When you say work, this was where you were before... Or it was... It was where we all worked. No! That was
1: where we all worked. Yeah, at the very beginning. And that night when we went out for dinner with work, everybody was eating really healthily and we started being part of this health and fitness business, which is what we did, within our own life anyway... But I was like, can we get a dessert on the way home? Can we get a dessert on the way home? He was like, yeah, I know this place that does really good waffles. <laughs> so we went and got I this like that. amazing dessert. We went back to my house and drank tea and spoke about all sorts until silly o'clock in the morning. And then, you might understand this. For the first time in my life, I thought, I want to do this right. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. I don't want to rush it. I don't want to do anything silly. I don't want to be like oh please can you stay don't leave me tonight let's stay together or d- rush into anything i just thought i need to do this right and this time feels
0: feels so different in a way that like, you want the longevity and the permanency of the love more than you want the quick
1: fiery oh my god blah blah, blah blah
0: yeah and that's is that i guess that's how you know it's different because it's like you You want the whole thing instead of the quick thing.
1: And I wanted to be sure, super sure, that it was right before anything progressed from a friendship into a romantic relationship. Because I think I couldn't figure him out. He was quite reserved. So I was thinking, are we just friends? Does he like me? Is he like this with all girls? Like all those things that were going through my head because he obviously had the same reservations. He wasn't open. It took him a while as opposed to even say you know, I really like you on that level. So for a while, I didn't know where we were at, but quite liked it. Because I just had in my head, well, whether it goes somewhere or whether it's not, I've met someone that I really like as a friend. Yeah, I feel like it's sparky and I feel like it's different. But freedom of outcome is that, you know, it is what it is, rather than maybe if you're not in the most amazing headspace, you know, thinking, is he going to text you back? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Like, all that is really nice and it's exciting. But having that, being calm and taking a step back and being okay with whatever the outcome
0: is, I think I must have done a lot of inner work on myself to get to that point. But so what, it, it what you're saying is if we want to attract that, because I'm a big believer that there's different versions of reality, there's different versions of partners that you can end up with based on the amount of inner work that you've done. 100%. So if we want this level, what you're saying is you have to
1: do all that inner work. Well, then at the same time, you don't want to attract somebody that is drawn to you because you're like that and they've still got so much work to do on themselves.
0: That story of my life, story of my life, Such a for... No, seriously. Like, I'm like, but now I'm really good at clocking it and being like, I'm not your I'm mom. I'm not coming to fix you. I'll be therapist. Babe. Like, go, and now I'm better at it. But my past relationships were so toxic and so much work there. You know those red flags? Don't swim past them. That's it.
1: When you see them and you know, don't swim past them. No. Girls, don't swim past the red flags. That's my advice to you. Don't swim past them. No. Do the inner work. Don't be needy clingy. Don't try and paint them green. <laughs> and don't be needy clingy crazy either. Because then all that happens is it goes wrong. And then you look back and then you're like, oh God. Now I'm mortified. That was nuts.
0: So do you <laughs> think then when you've done all that work equally, you can? do you think you attract the similar frequency or do you think you can attract the complete opposite so you both. Can, how do you, you have to have your eyes open how do you do it then so you don't like how
1: no you just have to have i think you just have to have your eyes open because you're either mm. going to attract someone that makes you want to be a better you that meets you on your level that you think brill or that drains that life out of you that you're Energy like vampire Nuch. enough goodbye
0: okay so how okay then How do you know that they're the one? Like, what signs can we look for? If you know,
1: you'll know. Really? It's like a spiritual thing. Does that sounds like a load
0: of, oh, God. Okay, another question. Do you think that we, do you think that there is someone intended for us or do you think we can ch- we choose and that I, there's no such thing as like a soulmate or a twin flame or a... Do you think that's a load of crap? What's your view on that? My thing is relationships the same as with friendships or people either come into your life
1: or... Is it a reason, a season or a lifetime? Because you might have a relationship that's there to
0: teach you something. That then makes you better for what you're going on to. Like a mirror image so that you know what traumas you need to heal. You need to heal until... I mean, who knows? I don't know it all, because I'm like... um, But yeah,
1: I just think you need to have your eyes open, trust your gut, trust your instinct. Do you think with your heart? Do you think with your head? I don't know. I do feel like when you know, you'll know. It feels different. And even now with three years down the line, we've got two children now, um, I still want to make an effort... And I did even after indie, I was very like, you will shave your legs and you will make an effort and you will make that time. Mm. So I've never been a, oh babe, I've got a headache, I wanna go to sleep, like, I can't make time for you, don't talk to me at night times or the baby or, because I think the minute that you forget your identity and who each other are, I think probably, my, my, that's probably a, a fair belief that will run off of someone else. <laughs> No, you don't absolutely no, no, never. And I don't personally think that, but I think I wouldn't like it if somebody just stopped making an effort for me.
0: I Would, think it's a lot of fear of people, so what if... But I, in a way, let that fear then be the reason why you keep tending to yourself. That's Does what, that make The one sense? time that
1: I think fear, fear is okay, or not that you should live in a fear mindset, but if it gives you a little bit of a kick up the bum to mm. think, yeah, do you know what? I love this person a lot. They deserve to be happy. I want to make them happy and I want them to be excited to see me and mm. yeah but I think you do that first and foremost for
0: yourself because you do look after yourself a lot you do you're very healthy very holistic you're very unless it's not a load of crap. wait till I get home like and I've got my pajamas on and my hair shoved on done top of my head and you do like even though we love our slob moments and our you you have a holistic lifestyle, you're very... And the, I still can't get over the fact you've taught four classes. No, I can't today, actually, to be fair. I'm just like, I've got no excuse, I genuinely don't. I was so excited, by the way, when I'd finished to come here, I was like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. You've got two kids, and you you do... I just can't believe that, but what would you say to someone then who's a mum? Because I speak to a lot of moms and a lot of my friends, oh my gosh, now all my friends are either getting married or having babies and... I'm still here living it <laughs> With the cocktails but they always say I literally don't have the time And it they're, they, they're aware that they've let themselves go mm. physically health, like health wise and they're like I literally I've got a kid now I can't I don't have any time for health fitness and self care just not what would you say
1: for that that should be an even bigger reason you've got somebody that relies on you you should want to be the fittest healthiest version of you to run around after those children and to mm. live as long as you can to be the Best parent that you can be. Mm. Having a child is not an excuse. What if they say, I literally don't have the... How do you have the physical... Like, how do you have... Pick your kid up. Do some bloody lunges. There's so many things that you can do. Get running around with them. Go in the park. Walk. At a basic level, Mm. do some walking. There's no excuse now, either. But walk. Walk with your baby. Put a podcast... Mm. You know, put your AirPods in. Listen to a podcast. Put this podcast on. (laughs) Put this podcast on is the only thing you can do but two birds one stone you're working on your mindset at the same time and it's completely free so there you go all you all just do is walk out your door i'm sure your baby's got a pram mm. it's about just taking a step in the right direction but even if you haven't got the funds to be able to go to a gym or you can download something on youtube and there's so many things that you can do with your baby mm. babies find it fun a lot of them like to be held a lot of the time use them as your weight use them as mm. your weight
0: Maybe don't chuck it, because I was thinking you could, you know, like when you do the squats with the, and then chuck it and catch the ball, but I thought maybe like... I don't think we should <laughs> throw babies, no, I'm not going to... But like
1: squatting with them and like hip thrust with baby on <laughs> maybe you... Maybe I'm not really talking no. just yet. <laughs> In hindsight, let's put that having a child thing park it. Let's just park that. We're going to part that one. It's not, probably not a good idea. Can I just...
0: I just want to clarify, I don't think it's acceptable to chuck babies, but I was thinking the squat one where you chuck the ball and you catch the ball. You could do that without letting go.
1: <laughs> How about we don't let go? That's a fair idea. How about we just
0: don't do that? <laughs> um, but what you're saying is there's no excuse. If you want to... And I think that's why. If you want to make it... You, you prioritise everything, like everything you make a priority it, without your day, without you know it or not. So make this a priority. You can shift a few things round. I bet people have got time to watch an hour of
1: Love Island at night time. There we go. Uh, or some absolute rubbish on the telly that's not doing them any good. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to be all-encompassing fitness floating around on a cloud, but do something for yourself and something that I say to everybody, especially mums. Mm. It's quite easy to get up in the morning and mm, if you, you make your baby a bottle or load the dishwasher or before you've even gone for a wee made yourself what are you doing for you mm. what are you doing for you try and do one thing a day that's for yourself whether you've got children or not um, where you're prioritising yourself but I think the whole fitness thing and looking after yourself you feel better and it helps because your confidence might be knocked you might be hormonal if you can do something that makes you feel good yeah do it and once you take that first step, you get addicted to the feeling of feeling bloody good and happy. And it's mad, so you feel like you've got no sleep, that whole, well, I can't because I've hardly had any sleep. But then you end up feeling like you've got more energy because you're you doing exercise, you're endorphins are going, to go in, rather than sitting there like, oh, I've had no sleep. And I think that's another thing, your internal monologue. You know, every day, so I might have had lack of sleep. But I don't go around all day going, oh, I'm so tired. Gosh, I feel so tired today. The babies didn't sleep. Wow, I'm so tired. Because then I believe it. And you're speaking it into existence as well. Yeah. Mm. So if I say, I didn't have a great night's sleep, but I'm happy, I'm grateful, the sun's shining, it's going to be
0: a good day. Then I'm going to have a good day. That's it. So, Sim. Yeah. You've been incredible. Like, amazing. i have been I've so much One, I want to ask one more thing. Oh, I'm scared. So, no, it's not it's, it's not. it's not. Nothing to be scared of, I don't think. It's quite an open question, so take a little time to think about if you need to. What would you leave me and anyone watching this, the no gurus who are trying to better themselves and become a guru with something in life or they're trying to, whether it's spiritual mastery, whether it's career, motherhood, health, fitness, life, What's your part in wisdom for us? It's going to be really hard, but
1: trust, like, trust the process. My little quotes are, trust the process. The comeback is greater than the setback. Um, Because I do truly believe that. And it is just having the trust that in those hard times, there's something greater out there. That doesn't mean you can lie on the couch in your pyjamas, eating Doritos and drinking wine in the daytime watching Love Island, and something magical is going to happen for you. There's one side of, yeah, manifestation, but it only works if you do the work. Nothing magical happen unless you put the work in as well. So there's totally two sides to it. And the gratitude thing, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. You have to be, I don't mean to go, oh, I'm grateful that I've got a roof over my head and I've got Louis Vuitton shoes. Like, it's not really about that. But it's about not just saying it because you feel like it's a process. It's about feeling it to the pit of your stomach that you could cry you feel so grateful for these things and when you learn to to do that good things will happen one thing that I would say before we leave is um that people feel scared of and I said at the very beginning about your circle who and what you surround yourself with I don't care if you've known Sandra since you've been at primary school if it's not working out And she's not bringing you what you need in your life. And she's a negative energy drain. It's okay to say, Sandra, do you know what? It's been great. Um, Bye-bye, Sandra. Yeah, I'm really happy for I wish you love, look, and light. But right now, I just need to work on me. So, yeah. the number from your phone. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) move to another
0: country. Um, (laughs) Change change your identity. But
1: what you surround yourself with, it's okay to keep your circle tight. Um, What you surround yourself with, What you consume, what you do with your time and energy, what you watch, what you listen to has a huge impact in your life and it's something that we can control most of the time. Um, I'm not saying up, leave your husband your job (laughs) and your country if you're not happy but you're not stuck or you're not as stuck as you think you are and it's going to be okay and there is a way. Trust the process, be grateful. Yeah. Be happy. And always find a reason to smile even when it's raining. My mother-in-law says all the time to me, but Sim, and the sun will shine again. And do you know what? It
0: will. It really will. Even in England. <laughs> Even in rainy Manchester. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you for listening, watching, all of it. <laughs> <laughs>